Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by Netflix. Listen to their brand new podcast, I'm Obsessed With This, hosted by me. Every other week, I'll talk with a couple of guests about the most discussed titles of the moment, like Velvet Buzzsaw and the Ted Bundy tapes. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is another episode of Who's There. We get a lot of calls and questions and comments and... Before we start, I have something I need to admit. Oh no, what? Last night, um, <laughs> I attended a Candy Crush sponsored event. You didn't tell me this? What? Yeah. Richard and I went. Richard invited me because he a knows I love, um, I love Candy Just kidding. Can I read to you what this event was? Please. Uh, uh, like what it was supposed Please. to be? Let's see. The best part about this is Richard said I could say talk about this. Richard tweeted like a, his email as like a laugh. And mm-hmm. then I was like, you should go to this. And then he was like, you want to go? So we went and it was the most <laughs> wild sponsored event. Like he tweeted, guys, should I go to eat dinner with one of my favorite celebrity singles. He screenshotted the email, which says, we'd like to invite you to an exclusive dinner on February 6th at Dirt Candy in NYC on behalf of Candy Crush to preview their Valentine's Day solo dining experience. To top it all off, the night will be hosted by one of our favorite celebrity singles. Do you know who the single was? The single was um, Casey Cott from Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) Who we ended up sitting next to at the table and who like spent... An hour with his team, like trying to figure out what to tweet. Oh my! In case you're curious, God. and this was literally last night. I got home and I saw this, and I like almost cried. Stoked to join Candy Crush tonight for their exclusive pre Valentine's Day hashtag Sweet and Solo event at Dirt Candy. Favorite activity: eating our solo with Candy Crush friends. Ad. So you'd like sit down Ad. at the table. And there was, like, you know, your place setting. And everybody was sitting by themselves. But, like, obviously, like, Richard and I sat next to each other. But we were at our own table because it was, like, a solo dining event. And then there was an iPad at the table. And you were supposed to play Candy Crush by yourself at the (gasps) table. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my God. Did you play Candy Crush? Yeah, because so then they were, like, came over and they were, like, oh, unlock a special dessert. You have to beat a level. And I was, like, bitch. I'm a Candy Crush master. Did you win? Did you win a dessert? Yeah. So we we won the ex- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won the yes. like bonus. I feel like they would have given us the dessert anyways, but I oh, won an wow. extra dessert. It was just one of the most like wild like sponsored events. Like the music was very very loud, like too loud, like couldn't talk. But I guess you're supposed to be by yourself. But then like <laughs> just playing Candy Crush, <laughs> playing Candy Crush to like DJed music, like you know like good like DJed music and you're just over here like swiping like you're just like wow. swiping eating swiping wow Anyways. I love New York <laughs> it was truly amazing and I had to admit that I did that because I feel like it wouldn't be pure of me to go through this episode not admitting what I did no I'm really thrilled that you did and I'm glad that you saved it for the pod blame Richard <laughs> one thing I don't understand about Candy Crush is like how mm. how they're making money like I know they're making money off of people who are paying to have yes. like the coins and stuff but don't people understand that you can just move your clock forward don't. when i was addicted to candy crush and i ran out of you time you move your clock you move but your clock forward and then you get more stuff i moved my clock and then it messed something else up like on oh, my no. phone and never my happened schedule to me. remember when like i, I forgot to move it back and, and i was like I later early move your clock oh it messed up your own personal yes. schedule 
Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Like, well, I was what late you can or do early. You skip ahead. You skip the time ahead. And then when you go back, you have the extra lives. And then you go back and then you put the... You have to remember to put the time back to normal right after you get the extra lives. <laughs> well, and you're asking why normal people don't do this, like, easy hack. Because it just, like... That's how I play all those games. Dots and code, two dots. Every time I run out of lives, I skip the thing ahead, and it's like it never happens. It's fucked up. You're the Russian. You're like the Russian doll of gamers. When people are potentially investing in Candy Crush and like still going after it, it's like how are they not thinking about the very fatal flaw in this system? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's such an easy. It's such an easy hack. What can I say? I'm a hacker. Okay. Well, whatever. Call me Crash Override. You obviously weren't that iconic at Candy Crush to get invited to the Candy Crush dinner, solo dining dinner. (laughs) I guess not. Um, Let's start with some comments because we have a lot of them. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Medium time, first time. So I just wanted to chime in about the whole Fiji girl, the Fiji water girl and her, you know, potential rights to claim her images, her intellectual property and whatnot. So there's, I think there's a couple of different angles here. Um, I work in advertising and production and talent management specifically. So I think there's a lot of things to consider, including number one, that she probably did sign her rights to be to away. Like a brand like Fiji or the Golden Globes would not have, all of the insignificant talent not be signing releases so that they could use their imagery in any way they wanted to after the fact. Otherwise, those brands need a lot of work and a lot of help that um, I can't give them. But um, it's likely that, again, she signed a release giving them her, her image that, again, she never thought would mean anything. However, to Bobby's point about it's a Getty image, you can just buy it. You're totally right in the fact that you could just buy the Getty image, but having the rights to be able to commercialize the Getty image and the talent inside of that is not always possible. So it's more around the release you probably signed before the night even started. However, if that really wasn't an agreement, then she has a great case and I will be in the courtroom. Um, not really. Anyways, Taylor unblocked the egg. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Well, this was an advertising, an advertising executive, an advertising professional, but we did get a lot of calls from actual lawyers, which I love. I love when we um, say lawyer, somebody said comes. said the same thing. If we ever get sued, we should say lawyer, lawyer in lawyer. the episode and then explain the problem. <laughs> All the lawyers are like, nice try, honey, but like, <laughs> not quite. Um, to which to is exactly both of us or to, to you? Me. Because I was like, yeah, the, the rights to the Getty. Ex- I can, knew you like, were I could wrong. Write, yeah, well, like watch Judge Judy once. Well, I mean, oh. I watched. I've watched Judge Judy once. Apparently, you haven't. So that's interesting. <laughs> I hope you actually do go to the courtroom, person. He go shows to the up courtroom. to the court. He's like, "I'm here. I'm here to represent Fiji woman." Who weekly correspondent live from the Fiji courtroom? I would love it. Call in again. I mean, it feels like to me this is the kind of case that will never go to an actual courtroom. Like both no, they're going to give her a fat check and then it'll be over. Um, I think Fiji Water knows that they owe this girl some money if they're going to use her likeness in like a fucking cardboard cutout in the middle of Santa Monica. But it's fun that they're trying to fight it. It's fun that you are apparently working for Fiji Water now, Bobby. I guess mm. so. You too. Mm. No, you I'm too. against. I'm against them. I'm anti. Or is that just a big charade and we're pretending like we're not working for Fiji Water and this is all a really sneaky little ad campaign we're doing for them? Just kidding. If this was a Fiji Water ad campaign, we'd be geniuses. And I can assure (laughs) you we're not. So it's not. 
All, are you kidding? All we want are advertisements, and that's all we want to tell people about. Okay, stop it. Stop it. The cat's eating a wire. Oh, I was like, are you talking to me? That's so rude. The cat is eating a wire. Um, next call. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, this is Kristen. Um, I just had to pause this week's episode. You guys were talking about Ariana Grande's uh, misspelled Japanese tattoo. Um, I think, I know, Lindsay, you were sort of like, oh, this is stupid. You know, people are ragging on her, but... I don't think you guys like fully understand the depth of her mistake. It's not that her hand hurt and she was just like, oh, I can't finish it. Meh. She literally cut out the middle of the kanji. It's basically like she tried to write out like, I love you. And instead she just wrote, I, you. Like it doesn't, her, her excuse doesn't make any sense. It would have instead been an earlier bit of the kanji being cut off if she was actually like, mm, it hurts, I had to stop. She's just a moron and tried to Google translate it and didn't actually get what the correct spelling of the kanji is. And then when she went to try to fix it, you guys said that she fixed it by adding back the characters. She still messed it up. It's that if you wanted to try to re-add them, she would have to put them above the original kanji that she had because uh, kanji can be read top to bottom. Uh, but instead, she put it underneath. Like, she still went to a tutor. Literally, the screen cap of the tutor is telling her what to do, and she still fucked it up. So... I don't know. Like, I do not feel bad for her. She sounds like an idiot. And I hope she has lots of regrets. So good for Bella Ford. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. Love a, love a funny drag. No, that's that was really, good. That was really good. Because I was going to be like, if this person is telling me like, actually, it's much more problematic. Like, it's hard for, that's like a difficult thing to kind of come back with. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know Ariana Grande's, like, history with, like, Japanese culture. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously it's unclear whether whatever her intentions right. are. But it's just funny that, like, right. she fucked it up in such a specific practical way, not even having to do with, with problematic appropriation. <laughs> you know? Like, that's funny. Just because she fucked up. She just fucked up. That's all it is. I remember one of the more, like, viral sites when the internet first became, like, a place for memes was this site that only focused on, like, people getting Japanese and Chinese tattoos oh, wrong. Yeah. What was, That's but it had still, a like, name. Updated. I know what you're talking about. But like but it had like, a very specific name, mm-hmm. like that action, like somebody getting a Jap- a tattoo that didn't mean what they thought it yes. meant is a, has a name. And I, of course, I've like, Hansi Smatter. That's what it was called. Fuck. And the first post is Ariana Grande's tattoo. <laughs> it was called Hansi Smatter. And it was like, you know, I mean, it would be like, oh, this is gibberish. Like this isn't Japanese. This is literal gibberish. You know, somebody got abundant mound on their arm. Anyways, um, sorry. Just remembering that this that Americans getting tattoos that are wrong in other languages is like the one of the longest internet jokes in the book. Like we truly should enjoy this, you know? Mm-hmm. Hansi smattered at blogspot.com. This was one of the OG blogs. Like this was like a huge It goes back thing. to two thousand four. It was like um cake cake um cake Cake disasters. Cake di- no, but it had some no. Cake fails was like the other one that was big at the time. Anyways, okay, we can move on. Sorry. Hi, I'm at Enigma. Uh, it just ended. Gaga announced that Rita is here. She's in the theater. Bye. I <laughs> wanted to play this call because you are at uh, what is probably in the top five cultural events of the century, and you took the time to call us. I know it's super nice. You're at Enigma. And Rita Ora is there? Are you kidding? And you still also, call us? Also, what do you do Wonderful. if you're at Enigma and Rita Ora is in the building? My whole I mean, I body would just like you, tense up. I guess the only thing you can do is call 619 Who Them. <laughs> Instead of calling 911, like he called 619 like, Who Them. It's like, 
fight or flight or who? <laughs> like, fight, flight, or who? <laughs> fight, flight, or who, yeah. So it's like, what do I do in this situation? It's like, Ugh, I call who weekly. <laughs> I mean. This evolutionary response, honestly, by in in the next, you know, 100,000 years, that's what all all creatures will be doing. They'll just, it's fight, flight, or who. I mean, we've gotten calls where the other options likely were fight or flight. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I would have recommended they fight or flight over calling Who Weekly sometimes, sometimes. But I'm glad they did. Imagine being a imagine being at like hitting the jackpot in Las Vegas of all places, and not only are you seeing Lady Gaga, which you probably paid you know a, a considerable amount for, but then you get the you get Rita there. You know, I'd never I'd never regret that. And it was also so great that Rita was there with all those other celebrities, and you chose Rita to highlight. You know, mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. for you. Amazing I do want to go. I'm really jealous every time I see someone on my feed appear there i Uh, do too it seems great so i heard that it's going on for a lot longer than i expected i thought she was only doing it for like a limited run but apparently she's doing it for like two years yeah and then they handed her a bag of money and she was like oh really okay great i'll keep doing it we should really go (laughs) we should vegas shows are always worth it in my opinion like the moment you decide to spend the money you're not gonna regret it i don't think i know it's Like, like i've never had a bad time i've always spent like a good amount of money to go and it's always been amazing they're so silly they're so over the top it's such a fun energy in the crowd because everyone's like everyone is basically they're willing themselves to have fun everyone is in the same mindset where it's like you know what i paid all this money i came to the middle of the desert to see like shania twain yeah i'm gonna have a good time whether whether it's good or not okay we're going we'll go we're gonna go we're going let's go um we haven't gotten a call about this and if we have if we do between now and the time i edit this podcast i will put it here but just in case we haven't emergency breaking news (laughs) Haley and justin were on the cover of vogue and i feel like we need to talk about it I mean, that was the first thing I clicked on this morning, which says a lot about me and a lot is about... Is it her... Is is Haley Baldwin photographed by Annie Leibovitz in the arms of a shirtless Justin Bieber on the cover of Vogue, uh, Haley Baldwin's Ascent to Themdom, or not? I feel like... Can I... I mean, I'm, I'm just like speaking quieter. I feel like people don't care about this couple as much as people think they care about this couple. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about... I feel about, like especially post-Ariana and Pete... We care even less. We care less. But remember when, like, Kim and Kanye were on the cover of Vogue and everyone was like, oh, my God, with North, it was such a big deal. It was such a big deal. It was like Mm -hmm. this. Everybody was like, whatever. Just remember, there have been other, like, Vogue covers that are supposed to be this, like, big effect that have meant. And this one is like a drop in the the pan. Is that a thing? Drop in the bucket? Yeah. Like, does that mean a small thing? A drop in the bucket. Yeah. It just feels like. No one really cares. No, I I agree. I feel like people. I agree to an extent. People do still care just because they're so weird and they are so famous. But I think we we knew that we were going to respond with a yawn because the moment I just even the response to, even the response to their wedding was sort of like okay because you know they were just suddenly married and everyone was just like okay. Justin and no, I mean, whatever, sorry, Haley, but like Justin and Selena were like a thing, a force, right? Mm -hmm. They had their ups and downs. They are both equally famous. Mm -hmm. She had some issues and everyone cared about that relationship. And this one feels like this weird, like, even though I know it's not technically, it feels Mm -hmm. like this rebound that we have to just kind of like go through, even though it is literally them. The profile is weird. Um, it's as you said to me before recording. It's it makes them pretty unlikable. 
it's it's not something you leave thinking like, oh, I feel like I know more about them now or I like them no. more now. No, no, we know exactly what we knew in in advance of this They're profile. super churchy. They met mm-hmm. at the church. They, you know, they love the church. He has sex issues. She's this, she's like type A. They, you know, balance each other out. He has sex issues and she has very clearly like family issues. Daddy issues. Daddy issues. So She never it, touched coke because her dad was super interested in coke, which is yes. hilarious. It's Stephen so it's, Baldwin. I'm not a psychiatrist, but it seems like her number one motivation for this wedding is to have a wedding to create some sort of consistency and like structure that she never had as a child. And she basically says that. Mm-hmm. Like she says that she wants marriage because she wants to feel like an adult. Like she wants to take this step. Um, and she speaks to it in sort of vague terms and not necessarily like Bieber adjacent terms, just like she wanted to be married and mm-hmm. Bieber was there. What's honestly more interesting about this profile is the church stuff. Like if you take out yeah. everything about just uh, Justin and Haley and you just mm-hmm. focus on the stuff they talk about with this church, it's like truly even it's a totally different experience. Yeah. And I and it's and they even say like, yeah, part of the reason we got married so quickly was so we could have sex. But like also, you know, then they talk about sex as it as it relates to like God and their religion, whatever. But it's like. Every time that's the explanation where it's like, yeah, we got married really quickly because we respect, uh, we respect like these guidelines that we learned through our church. Like we shouldn't have sex before marriage, but it's still like the marriage was still impulsive. So what do you really expect from this marriage when it was impulsive? I don't know. That explanation just doesn't do anything for me. It's still like, who cares if you waited until you, if you waited until you got married when you didn't even wait long, you were just like, we have to get married to have sex. Like, don't you see that that's strange? Because Justin was like in a self-imposed like sex addiction celibacy thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking yeah. about here. Okay. He said that he had, pro- uh, he, he doesn't, ju- he doesn't ask us to not have sex for him because he wants rules and stuff. Justin explains. He's like, I'm trying to protect you from hurt and pain. I think sex can cause a lot of pain. Sometimes people have sex because they don't feel good enough, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like. But then you rush into a marriage so that you could have sex again? I don't know. It's very weird. It's a weird profile. Um, it's strangely yawn-inducing. Uh, Annie Leibovitz couldn't even make them interesting. I'm bored. I'm bored. We can do better now as a culture than Justin and Haley. I mean, it's just as like in cu- a couple that creates need, intrigue. We don't need – these two are not like mysterious in a way that we need more explanation of how and why they got together. That's, that's how I feel. That's a better way of putting it. Like, yes. It's just like this, this – this profile is supposed to like unlock these secrets. It doesn't do that first of all, yes. because I don't yes. think that there really are there any, any deepness to this aside from the fact that like these two knew each other and like went met at remet at church and mm-hmm. like got together. And I, I honestly don't think it's like any more complicated than that. And like maybe, no. yeah, like he's obviously a recovering everything and she's this type a model offspring who is scared to touch drugs because her dad was an addict. Like, sure. Yeah. That's actually like a nice connection, but it's just, they're just to me so not interesting. Like, there's, no, like, she has no personality to me. I don't know. Do I think the relationship will last? Maybe I could see it lasting until they're dead when they're 105 years old. I could see it ending tomorrow. The mm-hmm. main problem is mm-hmm. I don't care. Remember when we talked about this with comments by celebs girls and they were so mad that we didn't like, oh, that we their didn't relationship. like Haley? 
We they were like, we don't that. get Haley. Like, what's weird. her personality? And they were like, we stand her. I was like, oh my God, yeah. how? So maybe that's us. Maybe that's an age gap thing. That's what but... I was thinking. Like, maybe like people who are younger slash like other people like this couple. I just don't know why. Anecdotally, I don't see the kind of chatter about this relationship that I do from other sort of A-listy relationships. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. and second of all, just to expand on what you said earlier, like we learned everything we talk about this profile all the time we learned everything we needed to know about them in katie weaver's like new york times magazine profile of them was oh, it a new york times magazine that's or was it all in we GQ? need to know it was gq, GQ. Yes. and it was the one of but justin that featured ba- Haley in the hotel Haley room. On the bed. that's all we need to know yes. that's that she was all waiting we for him needed on the bed. to know very polite kind woman of few words mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. they they go together like you know whatever peanut butter and jelly yeah um and they're just as boring so mm-hmm. Let's move on to an actual question. Hey, guys. So Michael Bolton fell asleep on a morning show. That's all. Good form, Bella Thorne. Thank you so much for keeping it short and sweet and to the point. I know. What else is there to say about Michael Bolton, them falling asleep on our favorite our favorite morning show, or one of our favorite morning shows, Channel 7's morning show, which is just an I love it's just called Morning Show. It's just Australia's version of the Today Show. I mean, I guess. we love this show. Isn't this the show where that had the drama with one of the hosts and then That was a also... different one. Oh, okay. That was a different one. But we love Australian morning shows. Australian morning show also, drama is usually the best. If you're on an Australian morning show calling in from New York, which I assume he was, or like it's LA or whatever, it's a nightmare and you're definitely up super early. Mm-hmm. Um, I love We're so up like, super late. I don't really, I can't not do a time huge right deal. Now. I wouldn't believe that he actually fell asleep unless, but then he sp- talks in his sleep and that's convincing. He what does says, he say? It's silence now? He says, it's gone silent. <laughs> it's honestly. I'm going to play it here. Hold on. That's actually the bleakest thing I've ever heard in my life. Good morning and welcome back to the show. Michael, you got us okay? <laughs> Maybe he's just Michael? updating Instagram. Hi, Michael. It's Kylie and Larry. We're with you live. It's gone silent. Michael, <laughs> Michael, can you hear us after such a great intro? Please tell yeah. us you can hear. We didn't want to waste that intro. Michael Bolton, live in Florida. Can you hear us? We might have to come back We're... to Michael. It's gone silent. It's gone so silent. So he starts this video. I played the clip there. And so you've got, you know, hosts Kylie and Larry um, on the Australia side. And they're Poor like, Kylie Michael, Michael. Michael, hello, Michael, hello. And then he's, his eyes what are closed. What accent is that? I don't know. I Mary never get Bonkers. the accents right. Yeah, it's Cockney. I'm a chimney sweep. He is, he's, his eyes are shut and they're like, Michael, 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 Michael. Yes. And they're being very Michael. TV show, like bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. We've Michael, we're live on air, Michael. <laughs> and then he opens his eyes and he says, it's gone silent. And then he shuts his <laughs> eyes again. It's gone silent. Everyone is saying, he fell asleep, he fell asleep. And because this is the state of media, the first headlines, he fell asleep, he fell asleep. Second headlines, Michael Bolton denies he fell asleep. (laughs) And what did he do? He tweeted, and I love, first of all, I love his Twitter account, which is MB Sings. He says, I got my first record deal when I was 15, and I haven't slept since. In all seriousness, there were technical issues with the live feed, and they caught me tweeting. We had a great interview once they fixed the So, glitch. yeah, I feel like also, he makes a good point. So, basically, if you're looking down at your phone, it could look like you were sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, he might have been looking down at his phone and had a bug in his ear, and somebody was like, Michael, can you hear them? And he goes, it's, all, it's gone silent. It's gone silent. So, it's not crazy that he would say that, like, not in his sleep. No. 
No. So I, are we just saying that like we believe Michael Bolton? I think I believe Michael Bolton. I think I do too. I just love it's gone silent. It's, it's so it's eerie. Gone, it's like um It's gone silent. It's like it's like a line from a from it's a like horror trailer. The last thing you say before you die. It's gone silent. It's it's like the uh the post like the part in the trailer where it's like it's ramping up ramping up ramping up ramping up and then title and then there's one final kicker line before it's like coming like march whatever this it's like the kicker line it's like and then michael bolton it's gone silent summer 2019 it's gone silent it's like the quiet place it's quiet place can you cut michael bolton saying it's gone quiet into a Into audio of Emily Blunt's like trembling voice, like oh, giving birth in a tub. P.S. Like who gets pregnant in a quiet place? That movie. Fuck Stop. That movie. We're not talking about a quiet place. We're moving on. Sorry. It's gone silent. Hey, Lindsay, are you listening to the new podcast that I'm hosting? Um, obviously, I love to support you and your work. Oh, thank you so much. You're the welcome. podcast is called I'm Obsessed With This, and we're advertising it here. Isn't it meta to do an advertisement for one of us? Isn't that crazy? It's like honestly a dream come true, to be honest. And really, it's an advertisement for both of us because you're on the next episode. It is an advertisement for both of us. Yes, I will be on the upcoming episode of I'm Obsessed With This. What am I obsessed with? You're obsessed with Russian Doll. You're obsessed with Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah. What do you think of Velvet Buzzsaw? I liked it. <laughs> Wasn't it cool? Yeah, I got Velvet Wasn't lot the more ending like really satisfying? Yeah, I just thought it was like it gave me everything I wanted when it um kind of threatened to not do so. Yeah. You know? Um, it really it's one of those movies that like could have easily not gone bonkers. It could have been like, like you know I'm too I'm smart bonkers. for you. But it was like, I'm not gonna be too smart for you. I'm here <laughs> with like, you. No, I'm gonna be dumb as hell. Yes. So I appreciated that. So mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with this as a new bi weekly podcast that's in this instance twice a month. I guess we should call it fortnightly. <laughs> a fortnightly podcast. Perfect. In which I have two guests on and potentially an interview with someone involved in one of whoever we're talking about. And we talk about titles that are trending on Netflix, titles everyone can't stop talking about on Netflix. For example, Russian Doll, Velvet Buzzsaw, Abducted in Plain Sight. And we might even talk about Ted Bundy a little bit. I don't know. Mm, Maybe. mm. Who knows? Who knows? It's a fun podcast. Netflix has a lot of them now. There's also the human algorithm, which is like a normal computer algorithm, but it's humans recommending things to watch on Netflix. That's a great one, too. Mm -hmm. So subscribe to I'm Obsessed With This wherever you get podcasts. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I'm scrolling on my Twitter right now, and I see this breaking news that Jennifer Lawrence and Cook Maroney are engaged. I really don't know what to think about this. Please tell me what you guys think about this. Anyways, good form, Bellthorn. Bye. There isn't much to say that we haven't already said, but they're engaged. They're engaged. They're finally engaged. Um, I did not see this coming, honestly. But when you think about it, I guess it sort of makes sense. Um, I didn't either, but I I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I expected her to, like, marry someone else famous. But I feel like she's just got a very, like, big personality. And either that means you go with someone who has, like, the opposite of you. Like, you're, like, not a big personality. Or you go with another big personality actor. I mean, she was dating Nicholas Holt for, like, eight years, ten, like, a really long time. And they kind of just broke up. I mean, right? And this is the path, this is the path that our, you know, A-list celebrities typically take. And I think specifically A-list women take. Where it's, like, they date a string of famous men. And then they're, like, fuck famous men i'm gonna date a non-famous person and that's the person they ultimately get with and stay with 
I mean, obviously mm-hmm. there are exceptions to this rule, mm-hmm. but it's you look at her immediate, um, the, the immediate precedents, like your Julia Roberts, like your, who else is there? Um, what people who, like famous people who married normals or whatever? Yeah, like Jennifer Garner. Busy Phillips Garner, kind of married Busy a normal? Phillips, yeah, but it's like people who ha- who ha- who dated famous people in early on in their career. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and then, then got it out of their system, on, and then got it out of normal. their system, and they married like a normal person. That's She's a lot, doing it a little yeah. earlier, and I guess it kind of makes sense. And I mean, that's what um, Amy Schumer just did. Amy Schumer, but that she dated did, yeah. two normals in a row. I mean, I understand dating a normal. I get it. Yes. But I just am surprised for her because I just I feel like I know her personality relatively well, mm-hmm. and so it's mm-hmm. very confusing for her to marry someone who we so don't know, which is like, I guess kind of exciting. I don't know. I mean, this poor guy, he's really in for it, right? Yeah. He's in it. And I can't we... wait until their Vogue cover as well, which will probably oh be God. as boring as Justin and Haley's, right? honestly. It's going to be What else is boring. there to know about? What else is there to know about Jennifer Lawrence? I can already tell you what there is to know about Cook Maroney. And let me tell you, it's not, it's not interesting. So you so, found this incredible piece on Medium, I was sent it by a uh, known Vermonter, our friend Emma Carmichael, and she was like, did you see this? Oh. And it's... Um, uh, it goes there. It's from 2015, summer 2015, and it's this sort of mini profile on these farmers in Vermont. And um, they follow the Maroney family, and the Maroney family owns this dairy farm in Vermont. And they kind of go into their whole backstory, and they were just this like very like yuppy-duppy... Manhattan couple in the 80s and then in 1986 they decided you know what fuck Manhattan we want to live on a farm and so they did it and they fully baby boomed one year before baby boom popularized this move which is baby interesting came, and this, baby boom this came out article in 87. is not um, SEO friendly because his name is spelled wrong they spell cook without an e it's so this is impossible e. to find yeah so what I find <laughs> interesting is like what was happening in culture because if if this happened in um 1986 then nancy myers and baby boom came out in 1987 that means she was probably writing it around the same time that mm. they moved like there must have been a moment in manhattan culture i mean i, I don't there's cycles there's cycles of like cycles fight where, and flight where people are like you know what i've had it up to here and the trendy thing maybe at the time maybe currently the trendy thing is we're moving to la like we're getting the fuck out but maybe back then the trendy thing was we're moving to vermont because they became little expats and they had kids, and the kids grew up on the farms. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They did farm work, and one they of those kids was... have a bed and breakfast. Was, you could go stay there. You can go stay there now. <laughs> Cook grew up on this dairy farm, which I think is very, very funny. Um, but it's also, it's one of those sort of like city slicker farming where, yeah, he grew up on a dairy farm, but also like his dad still commuted to work in Manhattan. <laughs> so it's like, you're still... You're still right. sort of half a Manhattanite. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. It's, it's. I mean, it's very, it's, I mean, as somebody who lives, like, it's very, like, you go through this phase when you live in New York. You're like, should I start a farm in Vermont? Like, should I? I should. Should I? Should. I? Maybe I should. I should. And, Bye. And what I loved, there's a, there's a line in this article, I don't know how much of it you read, but there's a line where they're like, and then they move, and then they move to the farm. And then, it's like, fortunately, they, the farm also came with all the farmhands, so... <laughs> I think it, really? it came it came with like no. six full-time staffers who what? already worked there. So it was like, oh, okay, cool. So they literally just bought a working Great. farm and it just continued to work. Yeah, it says, Ugh. basically, we signed the papers. The guy handed us the keys and he drove down the road. So on Friday morning, we were city slickers. And on Saturday morning, we were milking 125 cows. And then the next well, line. you weren't. 
Then the next line, the abrupt transition from city to country life was eased only somewhat by six farmhands who lived on the property and helped with daily chores. And it's like, okay, it's much easier to make their transition when you have six full-time staffers living in your farm. Damn, and then um, their barn set on fire. They had to give their cows away. Yeah, it's like Dan Keaton was out here alone, like had to like fall in love with a vet. She, like, I don't think she had a cow. She didn't have a cow, but she she had a dilapidated money pit house. She did have a money pit. The, the baby boom, like, mini montage that shows her housebreaking is, like, one of the <laughs> saddest montages. It's, it's very so frustrating good. to watch. They're like, your water needs to be replaced from the well or, like, whatever they're telling her. It's, like, very depressing. Yeah, it's like the well has to fill. And she's like, fill it up. And he's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> Me she's like, farm. can you come fill it? Can you fill my my well? Me on the farm, like, like fill any, it up. <laughs> any scene that allows Diane Keaton, who is... I whatever problematic for her her reasons right now but any movie scene that allows Diane Keaton to either scream or cry is like you know iconic and perfect it's and Diane true. Keaton freaking and out and having Boom. a panic attack Baby Boom Vermont. really is one of the most underrated rom y movies just because it doesn't have that big finish it's like a slow burn and it also yes. is more about like her mm. relationship with herself and like the kid than it is with like the you know the vet or whatever that she vet, ends up yeah. with but mm-hmm. it's such a good depiction of a yuppie city a city a city slickers it's like it's like mm-hmm. city slickers three you know like i don't know when the city slickers came out <laughs> it but predated it is, city slickers it's just such a good premise you know mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. encapsulates like the time I don't know. Yes. I just I feel like it's underrated. No one ever brings it up, aside from like obviously you and Andrea. Um, Shout out Andrea. Yeah, I was gonna say Andrea all the time. Andrea's favorite scene in the world is the scene where they go to the farm store. Oh like, my god! Oh, look at the country baby. Look <laughs> yeah, at this like... baby food. Oh, and it's Chris Noth. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Babe, we gotta get back on the slopes." And it's like she's like looking <laughs> yeah. at the baby food, and you're like, "Oh my god, I love I this. love Nancy Myers." Um. Okay. <laughs> next call. Okay. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, it's currently one thirty-three a.m. Um, long time, long time. Um, so I'm on Instagram right now, and I was looking at the um, Instagram page of Glenn Close's dog, which is Sir Pippin of Beanfield. Um, and I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at this dog's Instagram page, and one of the comments on a, one of the posts that was posted today. Like two hours ago, I guess. I don't know. Today's the third. No, it's the second. I guess it's just the third. But like, some there's a comment on it from this dog that says the real Mr. Madison C. And it says, OMG, same. My mama was reading scripts out loud to me all day. And not one of them had <laughs> part for me. How rude. So I feel like this is a celebrity's dog, the real Mr. Madison C. But like, whose pet is this? Like, who's, is this a celebrity pet? I just can't tell. I really hope you guys answer this question. That'd be actually so funny. Okay. Um, Hyaluronic acid. Okay. First of all, it is funny. It'd be funny if we didn't answer the question just because how hilarious is it that Pip Close has an Instagram account and that Glenn Close has a dog named Pip and that the username is Sir Pippin of Beanfield. (laughs) 
And she only recently started, do, like, she started the account in 2015 and then, like, uploaded it. When uploaded she realized some that cute, she wasn't going to get the Oscar, she started the account. Literally <laughs> December, October 20th, 2015, there's a photo of Glenn Close sleeping. And it says, resting on the set of What Happened to Monday, Numi Rapaz, like, Tommy Workola. Do you Tommy think that this was supposed then, to be her Instagram and then it became the dog? No, I think it was always Sir Pippin because the whole okay. everything in 2015 is Sir Pippin. And then there's a lull from October 2015 to December 16th, 2018, where nothing happens on Sir Pippin at Beanfield. And then it's like Sir Pippin <laughs> posing like the girl with the pearl earring. I love that one. <laughs> also, there's a, a three few, year lull. There's a few where you can't tell whether it's Glenn or Sir Pippin talking. The one I sent you where it's like <laughs> yes, my head yes. looks big. Because you're, you're like, like what is, is the, the voice dog is this? or is that Glenn who's talking? Um, so basically when she realized that she was sort of getting closer and closer and closer to being the front woman for the Oscars, she, she started upping the pip content. You which would think I find you really would funny. stop the pip content. But also <laughs> she started close. updating her own account more after that too. Right, because right, right. for any number of reasons, just because she found out that it was actually fun, she was noticing more engagement or from just, a, you know, a branding perspective, someone was like, hey, Glenn, you got to start using Instagram more. And she's good at it in a sort of like a general sense she is good at it it's very you can tell that's actually her doing these which that's is that's why she's satisfying. good at it because she's actually doing it herself which yes. is like not technically being Number good one. at something it's just like it's a better situation because she's doing it herself yeah 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 yeah. Um, so I did look up this. I, I found the comment you were talking about um, with this dog, Madison Chandler, being like, oh, my mommy was reading scripts, too. And I was like, <laughs> God, I hope this is someone good. Like, oh, my God, I hope this is like Julianne my Moore's mommy. dog. Like, I hope this is like, God, whose dog could it be? Just like, let it Anyone. be a famous person's dog. It's not. It's the features editor at Variety. Her name is Danielle Turciano. It's just Ugh. her dog. Wait, so, so much she's more commenting as her dog on Glenn Close's dog's Instagram? Get yes. the fuck out of the here. The features editor of Variety is commenting as her dog in her dog's voice on Glenn Close's dog's <laughs> Instagram. And guess what? It worked because now we're talking about Danielle Turciano. Hi, Danielle. She doesn't follow us. <laughs> I know, but like maybe she'll get this get back to her. It feels like it could. Anyways, hi. Glad you're in, <laughs> glad you're in the comments. I mean, if you're going to be in the comments, you might as well be in character, I guess. The bio of Sir Pippin of Beanfield is favorite son of at Glenn Close, excellent nose, international traveler, student of the human condition, fetch artist, and mini ball catcher extraordinaire. <laughs> oh my God. People giving voices to dogs is really up there for me, especially if it's Glenn Close. Hi, Liz- there we go. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Glenn from New York. Um, I'm drunk at IHOP with my friends, and we're just wondering, are all... Celebrities are influencers, but not all influencers are celebrities. True or false? Please discuss. It's caused a lot of debate at this table. Thanks. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. I don't think you're an influencer until you tap that influencer thing. Like, you're not an influencer unless you're influencing. Being an influencer, I think, is a choice you have to make. Celebrity can happen to you, but you're not an influencer unless people actually care about unless people respect you or there's some sort of expertise there like we joke around with the word but just because you're like wearing pants doesn't mean you're an influencer right celebrities have the power and the audience to become influencers but it's up to them on whether or not they will accept the money to be an explicit influencer because the 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 influencer is a transactional thing it's a transactional term yes so if you do like a traditional ad 
that doesn't also necessarily mean you're an influencer because I feel like influencer is very specific to like a specific type of advertisement or spawn. Yeah. And I, and I think think? influencer is influencer is a, is your full-time job. You know, when you're an influencer and you define yourself as an influencer, I think that's what your job is. So are you saying that celebrities aren't inf- or, or or actors and singers aren't influencers? They're like secondary influencers. I think I think when it's I think they are influencers if they're like secondarily influencers. But I think celebrities, as we think of them and have traditionally thought of celebrities, when they become influencers, that's kind of second. That's their second thing. Right. You know, right, it's like right. another monetary. It's right. like another monetary stream. Right. Um. But I think for like the the way that this person is talking about influencers, like people who are famous for being famous, like people who are Instagram, people who are like whatever, like those the gay influencers right. that I follow, like that's right. their livelihood. Um I don't think that necessarily makes you a celebrity. I um, mean, I think that influencers are different. I think celebrity maybe is the wrong I word think you to, can become to... a celebrity from being an influencer. But I don't think that's the same kind of celebrity. I kind of think you can't. I kind of think you have to be a celebrity first. And by celebrity, I mean like any type of famous, like small famous, big famous, known for something, have some sort of notoriety, have some sort of like people recognize you for something and then you can influence. I don't think it's the other way around. Like who is the influencer no one's, everyone's talking about now? Caroline Calloway. Would I call her a celebrity? No, absolutely not. So I think that's one way to answer the question. She's without a doubt one of the most influential influencers on Instagram. (laughs) But I like, wouldn't call her a celebrity. Celebrities can influence, but influencers aren't necessarily celebrities. Yeah, and I think that's what we're saying. And also, I just feel like the word as we use it today is very broad. But mm-hmm. technically, like, influencers do a totally different function than celebrities do, even though mm-hmm. they both have fame and celebrity. Do you know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm using it as a verb and a noun in a different way. Yeah. And I mean, technically, if you want to go by the definition, if you want to go by a literal definition, yes, influencers are celebrity because you can't be influential without being well known. And that is what a celebrity is. So on a technical level, yes, they are one in the same. But the way that we use the word celebrity, I think implies uh, a proficiency in some other sort of um, skill that's beyond like I mean, being this a celebrity just for being an influencer is not the same thing. But this is also why we have who in them. Like we didn't this yeah. is why we yes, like yes. invented those terms so we didn't have to speak about celebrities in such a broad way and like mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. it's almost too encompassing like it's too much. There's too many yes. types of celebrities like mm-hmm. so that's why we break it down which is why it's hard to be like influencers, celebrity like they're not even on the same plane in a weird way. Yeah. These two um, words. Influencers is such a modern term it's such a celebrities is as old as time like influencer is like very 2000 2000 something you know 2010 2011 when it started happening yeah um but i think that answers your question i hope it does (laughs) definitely doesn't but it's fine it's fine fine. let's let's do a little quick rapid fire of who are them is will wheaton a who or a them one two three who? Him, I guess. Oh, really? I don't know. I mean, I don't really know that much about him, but he's he's like I guess he is. Like he might be a them. them. He's like a geeky them. He's yeah. a geeky them, and he's been around long enough. And to not be only a them. has he been like on T, he's like was a kid actor, right? And then he became yeah. like yeah, whatever. A geek. He became whatever. a geek icon. Okay. Um. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'll call him a them. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Long time, first time. I just needed to clear something up and uh, solve an argument that I'm having with my girlfriend, Patrick Warburton. Who or them? One, two, three. Who? who? Yeah, I'm, it's a char- It's the character actor thing that we've it's all putty, into. It's putty, but like it's putty. But you wouldn't know who. his real name. 
You know his face. You know he's putty. Yeah. He's a who. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, long time. I was listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me this past weekend, and they were talking to Richard E. Grant. Is Richard E. Grant a who or a them? Thanks. Good form, Bella Thorne. Aw. One, two, three. Who? who? Oh, Again, character actor. But like cuspy? Cuspy. No. I think he's no. like making a splash this award season, but it's not like it's yeah, going to last, you it's know? True. Like he's, he's very, um. He's enjoying his moment. Who's the guy in um, Love Actually? Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like mm-hmm. him. <laughs> yeah. Who? But we love him. Hey guys, it's Olivia. Um, I'm calling because I want to know Chris Tucker. Uh, who or them? Good Thorne Bellathorne. Okay, bye. One, two, three. Them. Them. I but think like, Chris Tucker. I think Rush Hour. I think that was such a big cultural thing. He hasn't thing. done something for a long time. Yeah, but we still like him. Does that diminish? Does that diminish? I don't know. This is a tough one because it feels like he's a few years away. He doesn't do something from being like forgotten a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess you're right for now. He's kind but of he a hasn't big done. Name. He hasn't done anything to lose it. And I still yeah. and I think there's the potential of him like having a little comeback. So I think I will. If he didn't really have the potential there, maybe mm-hmm. I would side with Hoodum. Mm-hmm. But I think the potential for a resurgence is is possible. Okay, so okay. I, I'm going to call on them. Okay. Hey, Who Weekly. Medium time, medium time. Uh, you probably got a bunch of calls about this, but Travis Scott, who are them? One, two, three. Them? them. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. a year and a half ago who, but current them. Like, because of, especially because he's like at the top of his game in rap and he's like, yes. you know, married, dating Kardashian. Whatever. So, yes. Whatever. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Daniela calling from New York. First time, very long time. Um... I, like many people, recently watched Sex Education, a very delightful, extremely hooey show, and it got me thinking, is Jillian Anderson a who or a them? Hi, good form, Bella Thorne. Uh, one, two, three. Them. Them. Yeah. That was tough. You almost said who? I almost said who. No, I almost said who. Why would you say um, she's a who? But then as you said them, I was like, right, she's a them. No, she is a them. Television them. Absolutely huge them. Career resurgence queen. Uh, now you're double backing. We love the Jillian, the, the Jillian essence. You're like, lot. you're like my queen. I I stand her. I wouldn't even say she's my queen. I wasn't a, an X Files person, so I wasn't either. I don't even. I was have very that. scared of it at the time. So Me too. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I I I didn't I didn't really have that affinity for her growing up. But you know, as she has gotten older and has sort of like found a career apart from the X Files, specifically in a way like David Duchovny never really. Did. I guess he did. Um, I guess California. you, Californication, yeah, Californication. Went for 14,000 seasons. I know because I watched but all of them. But Gillian Anderson is like, has become like an actor. Oh, well, you know? and she was tra- like, classically trained. She like always cl- yeah. was like, I'm Shakespeare or whatever. Like, like she I did. thought she was British until like yesterday. Yeah. I fully, she is, she's a She's bad. fully doing it. I know. It's just, it is funny that those two got paired together for their most iconic roles because they're yeah. so different in terms yeah. of like everything. Um, but I think with that, we're done. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash whoweekly. And call in at 619-WHO-THEM if you have any more questions, comments, or concerns. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Yeah, 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 they want to know. Hey. 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 I want to be famous. Why are all the teenagers on TikTok making fun of Bella Thorne's dyslexia? Bye. 
Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by Netflix. Listen to their brand new podcast, I'm Obsessed With This, hosted by me. Every other week, I'll talk with a couple of guests about the most discussed titles of the moment, like Velvet Buzzsaw and the Ted Bundy tapes. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts.